I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection podcast that looks at the things that we loved when we were younger and asks the question, is this good? Now, normally, this is the part of the show where I would introduce my stalwart co-host, Nick Shermooksness, but I've given Nick the week off. He is seeing his paramour for the first time in a while, and I said, don't distract yourself with thoughts of the past. Look towards the future with your love. I don't know. What is all this? Anyway, unimportant. I have somebody filling in for him. Ha, filling in. That's right. We've got the one, the only. He was a guest on this show, and he's back now. Phil Rude. Phil, hello. Hey, David. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. I'm also glad to have you because uh, you've got a new show that you're working on. I do have a new show. I started a movie podcast with my 19-year-old son. It is called The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. And it's just us talking about movies. Well, people should check that out. Make sure you get that on your podcatchers and listen to it double feature with us. And there's a, another show that you'll want to listen to that I've recently found out about. If you're a fan of this show, of the premise of this show, you'll probably be a fan of the premise of this one as well. We have one of the hosts of the Let's Watch Highlander podcast on today, Audie Norman. Audie, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. Now, uh, for people who may not know and are bad at context clues, what is Let's Watch Highlander about? <laughs> Let's Watch Highlander is a show that uh, I am doing with TV's Travis, and uh, we basically are going through Highlander the series, so the TV series, um, and doing uh, a review basically of each episode. Um, and before they killed it, we were actually doing watch-alongs with uh, the Prime viewing on Twitch, but they moved it over to the IMDb TV stuff, so now we're just doing the podcast. Those jerks. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of jerks, Adi, you might be a little bit of one based on this week's selection. At least I know Phil feels that way. Because <laughs> uh, you brought to us a, a real blast from my past. I'm excited to talk about it. So let's get into it. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells. <laughs> I can't even get through the talk and uh, introducing the topic. <laughs> This touring stage musical begins as a concert put on by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who have put away violence and taken up instruments. As the show goes on, their longtime nemesis Shredder puts his plans into action to rid the world of music, including Barry Manilow. It is only through the power of music and the shouting of small children that the turtles <laughs> can save the day. This is something. Um, I, will, I will let people know up top if people do decide to watch this, uh, you can't get it anywhere, but there is a version on YouTube. And normally I, I don't uh, endorse that, but I don't think there's any other way you're going to ever see this. And uh, we'll, we'll get into why I think that is. But before 
we get into any discussion about it. I want to know what everybody's personal histories with this is. Adi, you brought this to us. What's your history with turtles coming out of their shell? <laughs> well, I think it just starts with the Ninja Turtles to begin with first. Like, I grew up on the cartoon series, watched it all the time. We had we had to have a ridiculous number of those action figures that they just kept putting characters into the show mm-hmm. to sell more action figures. Um, and growing up as a comic book fan, I eventually found the comics and got into those some. Um, but I would say it was mostly the cartoon. And then of course the movie was amazing in my opinion. And so I was a huge fan of that. And then I think it was the next year when this, um, music thing came out and (laughs) being something Ninja Turtles, I was all over it. Well, you wouldn't be the yeah, you wouldn't be the only one. The turtles at the time that this came out were uh, a hot commodity, which is part of why this thing even exists. Now, Phil, for you, I imagine this came out at a time where live stage shows based on animated children's programs were not uh, up your alley, and you did not yet have kids. So, had you ever even heard of this before? Uh, I think I. I had maybe heard of it. I know the Honest Trailers guys did a thing about it a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, and and I think that was the first time I probably saw like a clip of it or anything. I was aware of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, this is what, 1990? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would have been 15. I I was just, I was that um, age group that kind of missed, missed the wave of of the Ninja Turtles. Like we were all aware of it. Uh, I saw the movie in high school. I saw the cartoon. I have two younger brothers who were big into the Ninja Turtles. They were like that perfect age for it. They're probably around you guys' age. Um, and it just kind of hit them prime. They were probably more aware of this than me. Uh, but I had never I had never seen this video before. Um, it was it was really something. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Now for me also had a big love of the turtles watched the cartoon a bunch as a kid i also had this on vhs i don't know how this came out like two years after i was born so somehow it appeared in my life i don't know maybe my brother was was really into it it was a hand-me-down i should ask him about that actually but uh, i hadn't thought about this in goodness a long time i can't even (laughs) i can't pin the last time i watched this i can't pin down the last time i thought about this um but i can tell you the last time i watched it was this week so there's that now before we get into discussing so much uh we should talk about the history of this in general phil would you mind telling us a little bit about how this all came to be Not at all. Uh, What might seem like a soulless product born of corporate synergy actually started out as a passion project. Bob Behan and Godfrey Nelson were two struggling Broadway actors in the late 80s looking to make a name for themselves. Many of their friends were having kids and complaining about the live stage shows they were being dragged to, so the pair set out to make a new stage production based on the Turtles. After writing a few songs, they cold-called the Turtles creators Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird to pitch the show to them, and the pair gave them their blessing. The two secured fundings for the licensing rights, 
and then reached out to pizza, pizza chains to get funding for the show. Pizza Hut gave them $9 million to record the album and produce the show and an additional $20 million to promote it. Jeez, that's where all my Pac-Man quarters went to in <laughs> Pizza Hut. After an extent, yeah. extensive press tour that included appearances on the radio, Regis and Kathy Lee, Larry King, and Oprah, the show premiered August 17, 1990. The show toured all over the country and internationally and spawned a spinoff show two years later called Getting down in your town. Yes, you are uh, blessed that they never recorded that one. So there is no risk of ever having to see it. Did you, uh, <laughs> did either of you guys see the getting down in your town tour? Did you, did it come to your town? Did you guys go see it or uh, uh, were you still, David, you would have still been, uh, what, three or four at that? Well, maybe. Yeah. Did, I, you, did your parents take you to, to see a live turtle show? No, no. That I think that one only toured at um, some Six Flags, actually. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I don't think it did a full-on tour. Uh, but, Audie, did you catch that one? No, and honestly, I never saw the live show, the original one either. So, um, well, I was just all about listening to the cassette tape. <laughs> oh, man. The songs. I don't know if they, uh, we should just jump into it. I mean, where else do you really start with this aside from everywhere? But sure, let's talk about the songs. And I, I'm already not looking forward to the editing because I know I got to go. <laughs> I got to go dig up clips of these. I got to get <laughs> dig up clips of Pizza Power and put it in here. Like what? What? What does? What do people think about the music in this? And now, like, seriously, remind yourselves that these songs, uh, some you know, some of the ones were added later, but a few of these in here were like written, like pure inspiration. These two guys wrote four songs before they went and saw Eastman and Laird, and like this is what they came up with. I want to know which four songs they wrote before they went. <laughs> like, what were the pitches? <laughs> um, uh, these songs were, uh, uh, first of all, I like to learn all that I know about Zen Buddhism from a, a power ballad singing rat. And, um, <laughs> uh, singing about skipping stones. And uh, it was everything that I saw in this thing, uh, music-wise. Yeah. Uh, surreal is kind of the 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 name of the game. Everything it was just so weird to have these giant Muppets singing this watered down uh, pop music. It was um, it was interesting. I'm trying to be diplomatic here. I mean, why? I don't think you're gonna. Hey, I'm pretty sure that it's okay. Phil. You don't have to be that diplomatic, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I love this thing, and I'm telling you that. Uh, yeah, the, I, I feel, I had a, I had a feeling you were going to call out the Tom Petty knockoff as, uh, as I want to call it. The... <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, in the footage they put over that thing too is hilarious. Cause it's like, that was the weirdest part is when they started overlaying, uh, video clips over stuff. Yeah. It's like people walking around on the streets and like 
<laughs> like cops and stuff. And I thought I, I, I thought I was going to devise a game uh, coming into this. I'm like, I'm going to have a, a contest of is it Tom Petty lyrics or is it uh, Splinter song lyrics? But <laughs> then the like the lyrics to that thing it's like it's absolutely nothing it's yeah so yeah. thin oh, yeah. oh, i do want to do a quick reading of some of the lyrics of pizza power oh please there uh, you go man where, okay, so I just love, uh, I mean, the opening, growing up in a glass bowl with chameleons, lizards, and tadpoles, it hardly enters your mind that there's something better than this. Now, I'm a, I'm a turtle aficionado. This is not their history. This is ridiculous. But ju- let's <laughs> jump down a little bit, too. It isn't burgers or french fries that satisfy turtles of our size. Ice cream, cake, or apple pies don't even pass the test. Pure poetry. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, you know what he's passionate about by this point. Yeah. Now, Adi, you wore out the cassette tape for this. Yes, I did. What? Like, what, a, I mean, what appealed? Well, I think I was... Let's see. This came out in, what, 90? So I was... 10, 11. So, ah. you know, for a 10, 11 year old, this was, this was poetry. <laughs> <laughs> he liked pizza. He liked turtles. Yeah. He liked ninja moves. Right. He, yeah. he also had a, uh, oh, turtle mo- ninja moves. I can't wait to talk about the, the fight scenes <laughs> in this thing. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, like there's just a million places we could, we could jump right Right to right from here. Can, can, can I just jump in and and note that this was filmed at Radio City Music Hall? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, I I did some digging during it because um, I had time because I thought it would never end, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I I was shocked to to go. Oh my god! This this is. I thought it was at just some anonymous New York theater. Uh, this is like one of the most famous theaters in the world, and they're yep. uh, sponsored by Pizza Hut. There are are four singing turtles singing about how much they love pizza, right, right up there uh, for a a small crowd of of little children. Yeah, the crowd's a little thin, ain't it? A little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's, and uh, I don't know if you notice right near the end, like in the last song, there was a. There was like a wide shot of the stage and you get like a lot of the the audience in there mm-hmm. and you can clearly see people are getting up and leaving like they're they know they're in the home stretch. They're just like, right, come on, Timmy, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> there are really restless parents, I think, by this point. It makes you wonder what time they were actually filming this thing. It had to be a matinee, right? It had to be like this thing is starting sure. at 430 in the afternoon. <laughs> I loved some of the last shots of the crowd because you can even see like the kids are done with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the kids like that, you know, cause they do that part at the end where it's like, all right, we need you to, to help us defeat splinter by, or not splinter shredder by yelling. And just like, like you, there's three kids in the crowd who are still engaged enough to, to shout at this thing. Let's talk about shredder. 
That's where my mind is right now. <laughs> that, Hold on. Let me put my guy liner on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the look of him is <laughs> phenomenal. It's, it's amazing. Like what, what, what was everybody's reaction when, at the, cause they, they first show you that face, like full screen, like that is taking up your screen. They decided this looks good enough that we want everybody to stare at this directly. Yeah. Not see it from a distance. Like what was, well, Adi now, you know, cause like, like you, I, I, I saw this when I was a kid, like there's obviously some love for, it. I didn't know how cheesy and campy it was all going to be. Uh, so seeing this now, when that face popped up on your screen, what went through your head? Oh man, I was just like, really? This is what this is what they did? Because I <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't have the video growing up. Like I just had the cassette listening to the music. Oh so, wow! So I I've only saw the video later, and you know, recently rewatching it and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did okay? They wrote songs about them. Did anybody bother to look at anything else about? the Ninja Turtles and Shredder especially because it's just like let's put a helmet on him and have some blades coming out the, and it's just terrible it it truly is but the there, the one redeeming part of all of this is when Shredder starts roasting children in the oh crowd oh my god yeah. <laughs> it was so good okay, he asks the kid at one point haven't I seen you on a milk carton <laughs> Is that your mom? <laughs> like, why don't you bring your mom to my whatever his lair is called? Is that your mom? How would you like a one-way ticket to my technodrome? Uh, yeah, everything everything about him uh, just talking trash to a bunch of little kids I thought was hilarious. It, Which may have been why some of those parents were walking out. it's very possible they were like the raw sexual energy of shredder is just too much we have to we have to go right now though as much as that is my favorite part when shredder shows up and kind of takes over the stage that is easily when this thing loses all momentum you mean when they try to put a plot into what should have just been a turtle rock concert yes that's exactly that's exactly what i mean uh and even went so far as they were trying, like they advertise this straight up as like the turtles are putting on a show. Like right. you couldn't find a lot of information. You know, they, they didn't, they didn't really credit the creators and the, the musicians. God bless their souls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they treated this like straight up as the, the turtles doing it, which is so, like, I can't even think about another time where that's happened. Like, is there any, can you guys think of anything where like there was some, I don't some like stage production or anything like that, where it's like, no, these are the, these aren't actors. These are the, the characters doing this. Like they went on Oprah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how I first learned who Oprah was. Cause my <laughs> mom was like, here, the Ninja Turtles are going to be on my show. Come watch it. <laughs> and I was just like, Mm. but looking back on it now and looking at everything and it's like yeah they treated this whole thing like everybody was actually the ninja turtles that was actually shredder that was actually april like you try and dig up the people behind the scenes and it is tough i mean it you know the only reason we know it now is because of information on the internet is so easily to get but back then no it was real even, it was happening 
even then, it's uh, it's a little bit easier to get, but uh, the, like a lot of history of this show, I only found because somebody wrote an in-depth article about how this thing came to be. Outside of that, there's nothing. Like they right. they've kept up that that sort of mystery about it. Uh, well, I shouldn't say kept up because I th- I don't think there were a lot of people clamoring for more information in 1994. I think this thing was just left behind. I think and and it just sort of sat somewhere. You know, like this is just a forgotten relic of a merchandising empire. Well, funny mm-hmm. you should say that because um, I believe it is this year they have made special action figures for it. <laughs> yeah, I found that out looking about it, and it's it's NECA who has done some amazing action figure work in the past. These guys, like the Ninja Turtle band figures, were supposed to come out at Comic Con this year. Yeah, yeah, and looking at them, like they look, they actually look really good. They look way better than these costumes do. Than the actual costumes. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so one thing you might might notice uh, watching this is that sometimes when they cut to the turtles backstage, the turtles have like a more traditional look. People listening to this because this is an audio medium can't see uh, what Adi has behind him, uh, which is a, a representation of the the turtles that you would see in the video segments, uh, which is just like their traditional costumes with you know like a star like a kiss star with over kiss their makeup. eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's what it was supposed to be, but then uh, those suits proved to be uh, as as they would for the live action movie. They proved to be quite a burden to wear, and they had a couple of them like pass out during rehearsals. I, I bet they were heavy as hell. There was just no way. Yeah. The, um, to talk about people who perform as their characters and nothing else, I would honestly connect that and say like early Kiss, like. There was like the early Kiss albums was, I mean, they, everybody knew what their real names were, but they were out there as personas of like spacemen and demons and whatever. Um, and, and the other one that also connects to the turtles, I would say like the Muppets in some of the hmm. like Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island, like when they were sort of remaking older stories and it was like, oh, Kermit is starring as Bob Cratchit or what, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't this actor is voicing Kermit in a Bob Cratchit. It was, it was being presented as uh, this Muppet is playing this role in a Christmas Carol. Now, yes, you are correct. Um, but Phil, what you, but just yes, had... I mean, you still knew who you could find the voice cast. It wasn't, but what they you... were still credited. I know what you just described, though, um, is a charming rendition of this because it's right. the Muppets <laughs> and uh, not nightmare green men in denim vests shouting. I was say, Jim Henson wasn't claiming this one at all. So, didn't... you know, they didn't work on these turtles. Right. They worked on the, the movie suits, though, right? I think they in the only the was it only the first movie? Do you know? I think. Pretty sure at least the first two. I know the first one was a big deal. Um, there was a little hay with Jim Henson not wanting to do something with ninjas and violence, but I think his sons talked him into it, and he came around. So um, I don't remember if they did the third one or not. The the one where the, with the time travel? God, we can only yeah, hope. Yeah, in time, though. The worst of the three, that, in my opinion. Well... I mean, yes, I would agree with you, though. I, I don't, I, not recently, but not a terribly long time ago, I rewatched uh, Secret of the Ooze. 
And that's when they kind of did what they did with this as well, which is like, all right, what makes the turtles interesting? All right, well, they're human-sized turtles, which is frightening, um, but they're ninjas <laughs> and they fight enemies. Okay, that's cool. I'm in. You know, this whole thing started as a, as a, a joke about Daredevil, basically. Uh, right. But then in the 90s when it was like, oh, wait, kids like this. Okay, let's strip away the violence? Let's Yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. As soon as the cartoon hit, it was over. Like, once that got super popular... It was done. Turtles were for kids. Um, and you well, I didn't find the comics books. until later. And I yeah. was shocked at how dark the comics were. And I'm like, oh, this is way cooler. You know, <laughs> yeah, than, the original than, comics were super yeah. dark. And um, like a pretty good ad- adaptation for that first movie of the comics. And some of them were super dark and violent. And then once the cartoon took off, they kind of um, got away from that. Um, in the comics and stuff definitely got more colorful um and they've come back and forth with the property in comic books at least trying to you know try to be a little dark try to be a little bit more serious um and they've been back and forth with the cartoons a little bit too so but it's really about the cartoons and the action figures i think more than anything yeah if people if people want like what's more true to the original um they should check out the IDW comic that's been coming out for good. Yeah, Lord, I've read some of that. Probably like yeah. eight years now. Um, mm-hmm. Really good. Like really, if you want to see like a take on the turtles from the beginning, if they actually had a plot and not one that was kind of like figured in later. But back to this, I do want to talk about the quote unquote fight scenes. Um, <laughs> God, so boring. So boring. <laughs> When they when they have to fight the Foot Clan at the end, it is slow and obnoxious and the same six foot soldiers that kept running on and off stage as they they got defeated and they just turn around and come back out. I mean, that's how it kind of be in the movie too. That's one thing I love about the movies. Like, all right, there's twenty of us surrounding these turtles. All right, one at a time. Let's take them on. Right. <laughs> right. It's that that's a classic uh, bad guy movie thing. I just I couldn't believe like you know because this thing wasn't entertaining at all. But the first <laughs> the, the first hour at least something was happening. At least there was constant musical numbers. Uh, there was weird cultural references as there would continue to be. Uh, there's somebody uh, Raphael I think yelling "Kawabunga, you moron!" which for some reason I tickled me. And then. When like like Phil said, when they got to the plot part of it, this thing stalled out hard. There just nothing was happening. Yeah, there was a point where I was thinking, well, I this has to be almost done. <laughs> and I I looked at the time and we were only like halfway through. This thing is an hour and a half long, and I was I was shocked before I even started it that it was that long. Uh I'm thinking like, oh, it's a kid's thing. It'll be like an hour tops. And uh, I think they could have easily capped this thing at an hour and and kept it a little tighter. Actually, originally, they were spo- this was supposed to be a much smaller, more kind of intimate thing. Like they were going to be like a punk band, like Nirvana Garage Band. Oh my God. And then the like the budget was nine million dollars. So they had to make it bigger. And they what made an this- insane budget for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I was looking at the, I was listening to the music a little today and it's like, 
the album's only like almost 40 minutes <laughs> of just the songs. Now, do you have the original cast recording or is this like the touring company? <laughs> Um, I think it's just, uh, I'm just playing. The, the funny thing about it is like, I lost the cassette. I don't know what happened to it. I found the MP3s later on, on the official Ninja Turtles website. Holy cow. And like, I've still got it. I've held on to it. And it's hilarious because it's definitely a high quality recording of the cassette tape. Cause you can still hear <laughs> it in the background. Playing. Oh, that's great. Like that at the awesome. opening close of each song, you hear the little ching of the cassette. <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh i can tell you for sure right now it is all on spotify if you oh wow yeah you... i looked you can find it on itunes you can buy the album now if you want to <laughs> but well why, this uh you... youtube thing we watched was a vhs transfer for sure oh, there was uh yes. tracking oh, bars yeah. all over the place about that thing it, oh yeah why would they why would they ever make any other version but a vhs version of this? <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for the criterion collection uh, right. blu-ray for, <laughs> for a long time yeah the the one that's on youtube it's like 60 fps and i'm like i'd rather not <laughs> the only way i could make this worse is watching it on my phone uh you know half hung over on a sunday morning well see that see that 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 describes a time when you should watch it because you're punishing but, yourself but... <laughs> for the horrible things you've done the horrible the horrible life choices you've made oh boy can we talk about the surfing song please the, uh uh surfing in the in the sewers yes uh i can't be the only one who caught this there's a lyric that says Surfing on the sewer side. <laughs> and they say it over and over. In the tail end of the satanic panic, when everybody was worried about messages of suicide and satanic imagery in heavy metal music, they're singing this really fast, and it sounds just like they're saying surfing on the suicide for an audience of small children. And it, it is uncomfortable to sit there and listen to. I, I think I started tuning out by the time we got to the, I think that's also the one that had the, uh, the hula, um, the hula the alligators. alligators that got their tails stuck in the trap door yes. of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> that was delightful to watch. That was my favorite part of the entire thing. Uh, you reminded me of another lyric that I have to I have to bring up, which is uh, from another song, uh, "Walk Straight," which I don't I don't know what that oh. is. But <laughs> what I what I love about that is that it contains the lyrics. So it's like, "Got to walk, walk straight, talk, talk straight, be, be straight." So I know it was the nineties, but still oof. Yeah, that's uh that's not aged well. Yeah. And this is probably that's probably one of the ones that I imagine they threw together to like slap this thing. Oh, one thing that's not on the uh that you can't listen to that like the, the reason that it's forty minutes is because they for some reason do not include um the shredder song, the shredder rap. The rap? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the gangster rap song? Yeah. 
Well, that thing sparked a lot of gang violence, so uh, <laughs> I can kind of <laughs> understand the controversy. They didn't want the explicit lyrics label on there. All right, look, I'm going to force it. Favorite song? <laughs> we need to figure out what if you if you had to be stuck in a room listening to one of these songs, which one is it going to be? Adi, since you you know you have a lot more history with the music, which one do you always come back to? Ooh, honestly, sing about it. Okay, interesting. That's probably my favorite. Yeah, I I'm trying to man. They're all starting to blur together. It is crazy how quickly these begin to blur together in my mind. <laughs> That's the one that starts with the percussion. Oh. Really big. Yeah, sing about it when you're happy or sad. Sing about it in good times or bad. Sing about it. Don't need a drum. Sing about it. Your heart is where the music's coming from. Good music, Good message for kids. I yeah. like that. Uh, and I think about the one that talks about turtle crap the least. <laughs> they say shell once at the beginning of the song, and that's about it. Yikes. Uh, oh, yes, I know which one you're talking about. Now, Phil, um, it's going to be skipping stones, isn't it? <laughs> all right all right um no it's april's ballad right the other night i uh Got i really was drunk. starting to kind of go to sleep oh no and skipping stone starts bouncing around in my head <laughs> i swear to you i have never been angrier in my life <laughs> <laughs> uh it is not that song. i would say whatever the first song was because that's the only time during this that i was not worn down i was not <laughs> mentally exhausted by was, listening to the soundtrack of this it was still it was still it was still novel to you it was fresh it was still like ah, oh, what is this maybe it'll get better i still had a little sliver of hope uh but yeah um i really don't, honestly it all so much ran together uh, skipping, skipping stones did stand out to me. And, uh, yeah, April's power ballad at the end, everything else is just sort of a, an audio blur, uh, to me. Cause it all kind of ran together. I know they put coming out of our shells into at least half the songs. It was a lyric in probably half the songs. Definitely. Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, Repeated yeah. phrase. Yeah. I, uh, David, how about you? Oh boy. So I will say to, the April's ballad one, I will say that is probably, it is probably like the, the best performance wise, like that actress is giving it her all. Uh, and it comes very late in the show. So it was kind of like, Hey, at least, at least someone still cares. Uh, <laughs> but as far she as she was like, committed, she was, well, she's one of the few without a mask on. So she better be. That's true. Um, and they couldn't even give Shredder a full mask. Boy, I, I can't wait. <laughs> That's true. I can't wait to put that face on Twitter and just that might be that might be my new Twitter icon, actually, to be honest. Uh, but for me, and I hate to say this, it's probably Pizza Power. I, it sucks. It sucks so bad. But it's all it's the most nineties of them, and it like it genuinely almost made me laugh a couple of times maybe because of how bad it is, but it's just like, yeah, if the, if, if this era of turtles were going to write a song, this would be the song that they would write. For sure. This is, this is when they were in their big, uh, I mean, if it's between this and, uh, go ninja, go ninja, go 
by Vanilla Ice, <laughs> it's you've you've covered the breadth and width of uh, of the turtles and their raison d'etre, I guess. One thing, I want you to tweet this episode at Pizza Hut when it drops. I want them to know that their twenty-nine million dollars that they threw at this thing—so uh, much money—it it got through to you. It they got... they broke through to you, David. Now I would love it if like uh, this did start out as like a very serious thing, then Pizza Hut got involved, and it's like, now can they sing about pizza? I noticed. <laughs> I noticed there's no songs about pizza. It would not surprise me in the least if that's what happened. Can we get some red plastic drinking cups on the stage? I'm a little bit surprised there wasn't like Pizza Hut branding all over this thing. There really should have been for that kind of money. Right? Uh, though I, yeah, th- I don't remember it. I do remember it being advertised out the wazoo at Pizza Hut's. Yeah. Like, they definitely advertised it elsewhere, just not in the middle of the show. One thing, Phil, you should be glad of. Um, now, I, when I saw the hour and a half runtime, because again, it's been a hundred years since I've seen this, I thought, okay, this thing is an hour long, and then they're going to play the making of documentary <laughs> at the end, uh, which I should have had you watch because that that also treats this like the turtles are real. It Wait, is there? There's an actual making of documentary. I, I mean, for it, this show, for the show, yeah, of the behind the scenes of the turtles putting the show together. Yep. And they treat the turtles as though they're real people. Yep. Yep. You have the the producers of the show talking uh-huh. about like this is so great, you know, this hot new artists, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty magical. No, it's not. Yep. And I mean, their appearances on Oprah and everything, that's how it was treated. There was never any discussion about the performers inside the suits or anything. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say to future David, who's editing this right now, let's go ahead and drop that Raphael line from the Oprah interview that makes it sound like uh, he's sleeping with <laughs> April O'Neil right here. <laughs> oh, man. Oprah, I've been okay. trying to talk her into an interspecies relationships for months now. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Raph, chill, man. And she won't do it. Huh? She can't no, hold her breath. No, she I'm can't do it. The biggest problem is she can't hold her breath long enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was special for all yeah. of us. Well, right on the heels of Howard the Duck, bestiality in uh, in Muppet <laughs> movies was very, very fashionable. <laughs> I guess that's where they always kind of got it right with the Muppets, right? It's like you never had like the the hot starlet of the day coming on and being like, oh, hello, Kermit. Don't you want to take me back to your lily pad? Uh, they flirted with that on the Muppet show here and there, but never went quite that explicit with it. Well, yeah. that, that's also because you're going to have Miss Piggy come in and uh, right. it was judo all chop Carrie Fisher. In service of that joke, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a line that the Muppets got right up to but never crossed. Turtles, on the other hand, let's just go over it. Just r- let's race over that as fast as we can. <laughs> now, just uh, drunk on pizza and toxic waste. <laughs> you have to wonder if the how drunk the actors would get after performing this. Oh, I assumed they were all high on cocaine as they were performing. <laughs> uh, just sweating buckets inside those suits. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I yeah, I think there's not a ton left for us to mine. We've we've talked about the gold that this is as, as much as uh, 
I can think of, but is there anything else um, either of you can, can think of to, to break down? Anything else stood out to you that we haven't mentioned yet? As far as uh, um, you telling me what we were going to watch, um, you didn't tell me straight away when you asked me to, to be on here. <laughs> no, and I, and said, I knew too, and I knew what it was going to be, and I waited. <laughs> you said, you're going to hate it. This is going to be great, was the exact message I got from you. Um, so I could sit here and I could legitimately roast this thing all day. I will say I can see how this had appeal to like small children, small, mm. uh, I mean, like the turtles were huge at the time. And if you were a kid in that age range at the time, I can see how this would appeal to you. I can see how like the soundtrack would be cool to you you know, before you discover like good music, it's, it's, it's you know, something it's kid based entertainment, you know, like the bar is where the bar is. I sat through a lot of garbage when my kids were small and this is probably not worse than I, I probably saw things that are worse than this because that's just where the bar is. I do see, I do see this as a, appealing I just missed the whole turtle curve. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. was, it was coming behind me. And, uh, and so for me, I just didn't have the point of reference for this. No, I, I get that. This was very successful for the time. Um, but I have some, I have some further thoughts on it being kind of stuck where it is that I'm going to, I'm going to throw into my final thoughts when we ask the question of if anybody should be watching this now, which I think, <laughs> You know, you might be able to infer your answers based on how we're talking about it. Uh, but Adi, did you have anything uh, that you wanted to talk about that we haven't that we haven't mentioned yet? No, not that I can think of. I'm I'm still amazed that a second show was produced at all. That anybody thought that was going to be a good idea. Yeah, it was much smaller, and uh, it was like I think it was the same costumes, and it was like an entirely like outdoor show at a theme park. Uh, so it wasn't nearly to the same scale. Um, I, the only thing you'll ever really find about it is like, I think they mentioned it on that honest trailer that Phil talked about. And uh, there's like a half a Wikipedia entry or like the, the turtles, the turtle Wikipedia, I think mentions it <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so yeah, now comes the part where we ask, is this something that stays in the hall of memory or is it worth visiting today? Adi, you brought this to us. Uh, now, I will say, I want to make this known also, Phil. Adi asked me directly, hey, can I come on and can can we do this? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, Adi, now that you've brought that and you, now that you've watched it, do you recommend that anybody else watches it? Yeah. And I'm coming from a place of pure nostalgia listening to the music. And if you want to know what the opposite of Hamilton is, <laughs> it is this right here. Oh, like if you ever know want to know what that spectrum is, the other side of Hamilton is this thing. Wow! That's I mean, if good. you're into Ninja Turtles at all and you want to see something, I mean, go for it. But you're not missing anything. That is that is the tagline for this episode: the opposite of Hamilton. That. The yeah. entire spectrum has been defined now. Yeah. That's, we have the boundaries. One's on Disney Plus. One is bootlegged on YouTube. So, <laughs> uh, which is also how I watched some of the songs on Hamilton before that became available to me. Now, Phil, you obviously loved this. Uh, 
do you think other people should be watching it? Right. Other people should I go right I think everybody now. should go to YouTube right now and watch it. It's, it's, I mean, you won't even, you'll be like Hamill. What? I, I don't even, uh, I mean, the, there's the, the regular storytelling stuff, the movies, the comics of the turtles is one thing. It's all merchandise after this. And this is a merchandise cash grab, regardless of how it started. And there's much better turtles merchandising stuff out there. There's a, there's a great arcade game. There's great video games that came from the oh, turtles. Okay. There's cool toys. There's all kinds of turtle stuff that is better. Your, your time and your energy is much better spent huh. chasing that stuff down than sitting and <laughs> wondering how long an hour and a half really feels as you're, <laughs> as you're sitting through this. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. I'm with you on that. I will say, yeah, absolutely. This is not something to really revisit today, except, you know, maybe, maybe listen to the songs just for a, a decent laugh, like listen to pizza power and, uh, and just have a good chuckle at that. But I will also say, this is probably not something that was supposed to endure. I think this was so no. of the moment, you know, it was a touring stage show. They didn't think, all right, we're going to do this for six years on repeat. Like, they thought, all right, we're going to go ahead and do this, and that'll be it. We'll make whatever money we're going to make off of it, um, despite its outrageously huge budget, and uh, yeah. and and that's it. Like that's that's all that it's going to be for. I think for us to visit today, it was fun. I, I had a great time talking about it with you two. I'm glad that Audie suggested it, even <laughs> with how miserable it, it was in that last half hour to 45 minutes to just slog through. Uh, I, I'm not happy at, about any of this. I, Audie, <laughs> you've made a powerful enemy to me. I subject more people to this greatness. I, I hated suffering through it, but I love that we get to come on here and kind of roast it. I've had, This has been a lot of fun. Now, I, I want to ask real quick, Audie, you have two small children. Did you make three. them watch this? Or you have three small children. Do you make them watch this? No. <laughs> I'm not, not going to scare them. <laughs> that's fair. And I think that more or less answers whether or not you should watch it today if the guy with nostalgic love for it wouldn't even show his kids. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've let them listen to Ninja Rap a little bit, and that's about it so far. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that first movie especially has some merit, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it someday on this show. But uh, for now, that's going to wrap it up for us discussing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell. That is a hearty hall of memory for all of us. We'll go ahead and chuck that one in there in the in the way back. And as we make our way towards the door, we want to make sure that people can know where they can find us. Adi, tell people where they can find you, what you're up to, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, well, like we said at the beginning, I'm doing a podcast with TV's Travis called Let's Call Let's Watch Highlander, where we're going through Highlander, the series, episode by episode. Um, there's some interesting episodes there. There's some fun stuff, some um, very cool uh, guests on that show. Like, Feel free to listen to it. Um, we record Monday nights at 9 o'clock on Twitch, on TV's Travis Twitch uh, stream. So if you want to come listen to us live talk and then it comes out on Thursdays. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter, just, uh, at oddly normal one, all spelled out or on Instagram, Audie underscore Norman. Uh, I do a lot of illustrating and stuff, so you can check that out too. 
Very cool. People should do that. Uh, TV's Travis will be on here before too long. I think he's double dipping. I think he's trying to use the the Highlander show uh, to talk to come on here and talk about that. So you know he's cheating, but I'll, I'll let it go. A little bit. Yeah. Now, Phil, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Phil Rude on Twitter at Phil Rude seventy five on Instagram. Uh, I'm philrude.com is my blog and all my links there. And I do just want to shout out that Audie is a, a great Twitter follow and Instagram. He's got some great illustration skills and, uh, uh, absolutely give him a follow if, if you're into art and, uh, it's just a, it's, it's a, I'd already said it. It's, he's a great follow. Uh, he's a, a very skilled illustrator. I really dig seeing his stuff on there. Thanks, Phil. Sure. I'll say both of these guys are a great follow. You should definitely be checking them out. And uh, if you have time for one more, you can follow me at Davluz. That is D-A-V-L-U-Z on Twitter. Now, I forgot to say this part. Uh, audience, if you've ever heard of this, if you know about this, let us know. Hitmeonemoretime.com. Give us your thoughts. And you can find also where to follow us on all of our social media stuff there to see when new episodes are coming out and what we're going to be talking about. That's going to do it for us here today. Adi, thank you for being on the show and for bringing this to us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. And Phil. And thanks for uh, sitting through this, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. And Phil, thank you for sitting through it and for sitting in for Nick today. Uh, Big shoes to Phil, but uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, he's a tall guy. And I want to thank you, listening audience, for checking us out each week. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Hey!